0: Hello everybody, welcome. So many of you guys know that I love going to yoga. I have a yoga studio thankfully. It is like 8 minutes from my house and I literally go to yoga every single day. It makes me feel so incredible, it makes me feel so good. And it was just crazy because I used to be this bodybuilder. I used to be somebody that would be in the gym seven days per week, working out multiple times per day. And now I don't even go to a gym. I have I have somewhat of a gym at home, but I go to yoga every single day and I walk every single day and I still lift weights like a few times per week. Um, but I like love yoga. And one of the instructors said a phrase to us in class multiple times, and it really stuck with me. So I want to share this phrase with you because I feel like it really landed with me and it's applicable to so many other areas of of your life other than yoga. So this phrase that this instructor said, hello, 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 this phrase that this instructor said was, get out of your mind and into your body. Get out of what it looks like and focus on how it feels. And I want to share how this relates, obviously, to your relationship with food, but just your life in general. So they say this in yoga, get out of your mind, get out of what it looks like and get into what it feels like because in your yoga practice, you're supposed to be in your body. You're supposed to be focused on your mat, not stressed out about what the pose looks like or if you... You know, if you look okay doing it, you're not worried about, you know, what other people are looking about look or saying about your body. You're not worrying about, are there other people judging me? Do I look okay? You need to get out of your mind and into your body, into what it actually feels like, what it does actually feel like in your body. And this not only transformed my yoga practice, but every area of my life get out of your mind. So often we're so up in our mind. What are other people thinking about me? What are other people saying about me? Do other people like my body? Does my body look good enough? How many calories did I eat today? What are the macros? Like we're so up in our head and we have to get into our body and start focusing on how our body is feeling. So of course, in yoga practice, get into your body. Like, what does it actually feel like? This transformed my yoga practice. I like, what does it actually feel like in your body? It's like, sometimes we'll do these like weird circles with our body and it's like, who cares what the hell it looks like? What does it feel like? Just make your body feel so good, right? This can also relate to working out. Instead of being in your head, how many calories did I burn? How many steps did I do today? Instead of looking at your watch to see how many, you know, how many calories is burned, how long you worked out for, how many steps you can, how how many steps you did that day, ask yourself, how does this workout feel? Right? Instead of I have to work out, it's like how does this workout feel in my body? How does this, how does this, how does this movement feel in my body? Right? So every time I'm doing a workout, instead of just going through the motions, and like, well, got to do my workout today to burn off calories. It's not about that. It's really about how does this movement feel in my body? How does this, how does this movement feel for me? Like, does it feel good? Is this making my body feel good? Right? It's not just about calories burnt. It's not just about how many steps you're, you're taking each day. It's about how does this actually feel? You know, I was even doing a workout today. I did a body weight workout. I didn't feel like lifting weights. And I'm like, how can I just make my body feel really good? It felt good to do some ab workout, just like a body weight workout. I'm like, that felt really good for me. So another thing, another way that you can, um, another way that you can use this phrase of get out of your mind and into your body is when making decisions. So oftentimes when we're making decisions, whether it's what should I have for breakfast, whether it's making decisions, oh my gosh, whether it is um, making decisions in terms of what I should eat for breakfast, what I should order at the restaurant, or even making bigger decisions of like, should I delete my fitness pal? Or even bigger decisions of like, you know, joining a program or working with a coach. Oftentimes we're in our head. Your your brain likes to protect you. Your brain likes to keep you safe. So if you're in your mind, your brain is going to convince you this is not a good idea. This isn't safe. It's not safe to delete my fitness, pal. It's not safe to to try something new. What if you fail? What if it doesn't work? What if you can't do it, right? What if things become worse? Like that's, that's your brain trying to convince you That it's a bad idea because your brain just wants to keep you safe. Your brain doesn't want to do anything new or anything different. But when you're making decisions, it's never a good idea to just be so up in your head because then you're overthinking. You let your, you know, you let your protective mind make the decision. Get into your body. How does it feel? Whenever I make a decision, I used to be very like logical. And I used to always ask other people what they thought. You know, like I would ask my friends or I would ask my my husband, like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like, what do you think? Because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my intuition. But now I don't have to ask other people. I tune into my body. How does it feel in my body? Now when I'm making a decision, I know the difference between fear and this is a hell no. For me, a hell no in my body is like contracting. It's like, oh, no, it doesn't feel good. A fear-based no in my body is like, holy shit, like this is really scary, but it also feels expansive. It also feels light. It also feels exciting. So I feel like almost like my chest is opening. I'm like, yes. Although there's fear, it's like, yes, like it feels good, even though it's scary. So when you're making decisions, you can even use this phrase of like, get out of your mind into your body, get out of what it looks like, get into your body. What does it actually feel like in your body when you're making a decision? Does it feel expansive or does it feel contracting, right? Because oftentimes you could be, you know what you need to do. Maybe it's deleting my fitness pal. Maybe it's getting a coach, right? But in your mind, again, your mind's going to convince you you've never done this before or you failed so many times, it's not going to work. But if you get, if you're just making decisions based off of your mind, you might not actually make the decision that you know you need to make. When you get into your body, you know, like, you know, if a decision is not a right, then not, it's not the right decision for you. Like, I know when things aren't meant for me. Like, if you were to ask me right now, would you ever... Like, re download my fitness pal. I'm like, hell no. Right. And even when I was struggling with my relationship with food, I was in my head. I knew that tracking calories and macros was no longer for me. Like, I knew it was making me more impulsive with food. I know that it was making me binge, but I was in my head. I wasn't in my body. My head was like, you, but you can't trust yourself. My head was like, but well, you don't know how to eat but you're just going to binge. My head was like, you can't trust yourself around trigger foods. You don't know. You're not in tune with your hunger and fullness cues. Like you can't trust yourself to eat without my fitness pal. You have to weigh your food. That was my mind trying to protect me. But my body was like, Lorna, you need to be set free. You need to be set free. Like My body was like, I feel like I'm in a cage right now. I'm in a jail right now. I need to be set free. And my body so badly wanted to be set free. And my mind was just trying to protect me. But once I stopped getting out of my mind, I got into my body and my heart was saying, you can trust yourself. You can do this. You can eat without my fitness pal. You can eat without weighing your food. I felt so much more expansive. So you can use that phrase, again, with yoga, whether you're working out or making decisions. The fourth area that you can also use this phrase, get out of your mind and into your body, is when you're eating. When you're so up in your head, again, it's like, what are the calories? What are the macros? Is this a bad food? Is this going to make me gain weight? That's what your, your mind is telling you. Should I eat this? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Do I want to say screw it and binge or should I be good today? Like that's what your body, that's what your mind says. Your body, if you turn into your body and really ask yourself, what do I want to have for lunch? What do I want to have for breakfast? Tune into your body. And some of you guys might be like, I, my body doesn't tell me anything. Well, this is going to take practice. If you don't start listening to your body, your body's going to not even send you signals. So often people tell me like, I don't know when I'm hungry or I don't know when I'm full. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, you just aren't listening. You know, when you're hungry. But oftentimes it's like, I'm just going to dismiss my hunger. I'm going to push it off an hour. I'm going to wait two hours. Like, you know, I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm just going to push it off a few hours. Then your brain is like, well, I'm not going to send signals anymore because this person never listens to me. So when you're making decisions with food, how does it feel? How does, how does it feel to eat certain foods? Do certain foods make you have more energy? Do certain foods make you feel lethargic? Do certain foods bloat you? Do certain foods leave you feeling hungrier like 20 minutes after eating them? These are all things to really consider, okay? Get out of your mind, what does it feel like? What does it feel like to be hungry? What does it feel like to be full? And if you don't know, we have to just start checking in with our body before a meal, during a meal, and after a meal. Okay. The other thing is with meditation, get out of your mind and get into your body. So, oftentimes when you're meditating, if you are in your head, it's not going to work. You're like, meditation doesn't work because you're thinking about your to do list. You're not present. You're not in your body. You're thinking about what am I going to eat for dinner? You're thinking about how many calories did I eat today? You're thinking about what you have to do after this. You're like, I can't wait for this to be done. Meditation isn't going to work if you're in your head. When you get into your body, you can be present. You can check in with how you're feeling, right? You can check in with your emotional state, your physical state, your mental state. So even with meditation, get out of your mind. Stop focusing on what's going to happen in 10 minutes from now or your to-do list. Get, Get into your body. Focus on your breath. Be in your body. The other thing is body image. Get out of your mind, get out of what your body looks like, and get into what it feels like. What I said is, what I said was on, on, I I don't know, I think it was maybe on a training or something like that, or, or on threads or something, I said, it's really hard to hate a body that you're taking very good care of. So if you are fully respecting your body and you're taking such good care of your body, it's really hard to hate your body. But when you're in your head, all you're thinking about is, oh my God, I'm so fat. Oh my God, my arms look disgusting. Oh my God, my stomach looks, oh my God, the cellulite on my legs when you're in your head. When you're in your body, it's like, what does my body feel like? How can I make my body feel so damn good? How can I make my body feel so damn good? And when you focus on feeling good, the actions are going to align with that feeling. So if you want to feel light and energetic, then you're probably not going to, you know, have 20 cookies today, right? So get out of your mind, get into what it feels like. Stop focusing on the number on the scale. You're so up in your head like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or, oh my gosh, I gained weight. What does it feel like? How do you feel in your body? If you don't feel comfortable in your body, then that's different but how can we make our body feel better? We can move our body from a place of self-love, right? We can respect it. We can eat nourishing foods. Like this is when we get into our body, we can actually feel how our body is feeling. And if you're not comfortable, like that's a sign that maybe we're not respecting our body. Maybe we are like, maybe we need to move our body and we're, we're not getting in movement. Maybe we are eating, maybe we know we're self-sabotaging and it's like, you have to respect your body. Add in more n- nutrient-dense foods, more nourishing foods, right? I eat to the point of being tired. I have a, a coach and I'm on a program and I can't stop binging. So are you on like a diet program? I'm not sure what program you're on because the thing is, if you're doing any type of diet, um, then like it sounds like you're doing something very restrictive because like when I was on a diet, I literally... Was so tired from like eating so much. I was like, fitness and nutrition. Okay, well that's the problem. You know what I mean. So, um, the thing is, your coach probably doesn't understand what binge eating is. I, again, I, I'm not making any assumptions, but like I used to be a health and fitness coach with fitness and nutrition, um, and I couldn't support my clients on binge eating because I wasn't a binge eating expert. So now I'm a binge eating coach. But if you are bingeing, um, I would really not recommend following this program, again, I don't know if you're on like, um, you know, it's, it's so many weeks or whatnot. But the thing is, it's like, if you are binging, like, it's a sign that this program is too restrictive, you have to learn how to reprogram your brain, get rid of those urges, because if you don't have an urge to binge, you won't binge, you have to learn how to become less impulsive. So anytime you're anytime somebody is binging, They don't need more food rules. They don't need a diet plan. They don't need a fitness program, right? So even if it is like six balanced meals a day, it's like there's it's still constricted, right? It's like, you know, there's not a lot of freedom in that. When we're trying to recover from binge eating, we don't want any rules. We don't want to say you have to have six meals a day. You you have to do cardio four days a week. Like that is sometimes restrictive to somebody that is struggling with binge eating, right? Can't stop binging sugar. Is it best to cut it out completely? No, no. The problem with if you cut out sugar completely, number one, it's like, that's not even realistic because we're going to have sugar again eventually. And then when you haven't had sugar in a really long time, and then you have a little bit of sugar, the brain lights up so much. And the brain's like, oh my gosh, I haven't had this in so long. And then this is when the binges spiral. So I wouldn't I wouldn't cut it out completely. Um, I would say, um, I would say, a few things. Number one, there's nothing wrong with making healthier substitutions. So you don't have to get rid of sugar completely. But maybe it's like, okay, I'm gonna try to maybe like for me, like I make my, I make muffins myself. I make cookies myself, and I use things like maple syrup or honey. Um, it doesn't light up the brain's reward center as much as like other processed sugar. Doesn't mean we can't have those sugary foods, but maybe you're not having them every single day because the more it is true that like, like the more sugar you have, the more it lights up the brain's reward center. And then what ends up happening is you crave it even more. But the solution is to not cut it out completely because um because then you're just gonna be deprived and all you're gonna be thinking about is the sugar. And then that's when the binges happen right? So that's what I would say with that. Um, But I just want to finish. I'm going to finish with, I just have a few more things that I want to say, you guys, and then I'll answer some questions in the chat, okay? Um, So with body image, again, get out of your mind. What does it feel like in your body? The last thing I want to talk about with this phrase of get out of your mind and into your body is being intimate with your partner. How often are you being intimate with your partner and you're in your head? Oh my God, do I look fat? Oh my God, I'm so bloated. Oh my God, he's going to think I gained weight. We're so up in our head. Get into your body. What does it actually feel like? You know, for the longest time, when I used to struggle with binge eating, I never wanted to be intimate. I never wanted to be looked at. I never wanted to be touched. I felt absolutely disgusting. But even when I was intimate, I was physically there, but mentally I was thinking about how much food I ate that day. I was mentally thinking about how many, you know, how many hours of cardio I need to do the next day to burn off all the calories that I consumed that day. And when you're so up in your head, you don't extract pleasure. And then if you're not extracting pleasure by either not being intimate or being intimate but not really actually being there, you're not experiencing pleasure, so then you're going to get pleasure through food, through binging. It's the main source of pleasure if you're not getting it through intimate moments. Maybe you're not getting it through connection and friendships. If you're, you know, hiding your body and, and not going out, then it's like food is the main source of pleasure. So there's so many areas where this phrase, get out of your mind, into your body can apply. When you're working out, when you're making decisions, when you're eating, when you're meditating through body image, through sex and intimate moments, get out of your mind, get into your body, and this can change everything. Okay. Let's see here. Does gastric sleeve help with the urge to binge? No. It doesn't get rid of the urge. The thing with with surgery, gastric uh ga- gastric sleeve, it doesn't number one, it doesn't even get doesn't get to the root of why the binges are happening. In my opinion, it's just a band-aid. I have clients that come to me after the surgery and they're like, "I'm still binging." Right? Because it doesn't it doesn't fix the binging. It's just like a Band-Aid solution, right? So yeah, maybe you might not be able to eat a lot at the beginning, but then after a few years or even you know, even right after, it doesn't reprogram your brain. It doesn't get rid of urges to binge. It's really just like a Band-Aid solution. So that, that's kind of like my thought process on it. Um, th- we have to do things sustainably. I know so many people... Just really want quick fixes, and I understand that. A lot of people want to lose weight fast, get rid of the urges fast. Like, I need to stop this fast. I need quick. I need fast. I need quick. But if we do things sustainably, we can really end binge eating for good, and this is the most important thing, right? So that's what I would say. I stopped binging 12 days ago. Um, I'm eating a lot less. I'm less hungry, but I'm up three pounds. So the thing is, it's like b- our bodies can fluctuate, right? Like it could be something that you ate. It could be sodium. It can be salt. It could be so many different things. I, I honestly wouldn't even be weighing yourself because when you're weighing yourself, it just messes with your head. Like here you are like binge free for 12 days, right? And it's like you're feeling really good. But now the number on the scale is convincing you that you're not doing a good job. And like that's shitty. You know what I mean? So like, I would not be weighing yourself because imagine if you didn't step on the scale, you'd be like, hell yeah, 12 days, I'm binge free. I'm feeling so good. And then all of a sudden you step on the scale and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing good, right? So I definitely would, uh yeah, it just messes with your head for sure, absolutely. Um. I definitely have an addiction to food and it's so hard to overcome. Yeah, I mean, this is extremely common, but I don't think people are necessarily addicted to food. I think that people are very impulsive, which makes them feel out of control. So if you can do things to reduce impulsivity, then you're going to have more control because the thing is, the thing is. When we are depriving ourselves of certain foods and then you think about that food so much more, then it feels like you have an addiction. Like I thought I had an addiction because I'm like, I can't just have five cookies. I need 20. Like I, I need, I can't just have one protein bar. I need four protein bars. I can't just have dinner. I need dinner and then dessert and then a snack and then dessert. Like I felt completely out of control with food, but once I learned how to become less impulsive, once I, stopped, like, once I stopped having these intense food rules, then I wasn't so impulsive, right? Because if you are telling yourself that you can't have certain foods, then as soon as you have that food, it's gonna feel like you're addicted to it because you haven't had it in such a long time or you're seeing it as bad. So that's a cycle in and of itself. Um, what to do if you snack on junk food all day long, but not to the point of feeling sick. So, um, I mean, it's great that you're not eating until the point of physically sick. Like that's amazing. Obviously we want to try to get some, you know, nutrient dense foods in. So a lot of the times, if you're just snacking on junk food, here's, here's the thing. Okay. Number one, it doesn't fill us up. Like we think, oh, junk food has higher calories, but there's not a lot of, there's no fiber. There's no protein. There's no healthy fats. So it doesn't fill you up. So it's like you have some junk food and maybe you're satisfied, but you're not really like full. So then it's like, it's just snack, snack, snack. So I would try to see if you can actually get in. Like, I'm not sure if you're, um, having like regular meals, Uh, But even with your snacks, like you can still have like a treat, but with the treat, maybe you can have like a hard boiled egg on the side or some nuts on the side or some yogurt to add in some like fiber, add in some protein, add in some fat um, to really not only like reduce the spikes in insulin when you're having like junk food on its own. Um, I don't even like saying junk food, but you guys know what I mean. Um, But also to keep you satiated for a longer period of time, like if you were to have some chocolate with some yogurt, you would feel more satisfied and maybe not need more junk food in a few hours because the protein and the healthy fats keep you satiated. So that's what I would say. Does that, let me know if that makes sense. Um, And then also like, maybe you have to like, sometimes you have to go a little bit um ex- of the extra mile and like pre-chop vegetables. You know what I mean? Like if I have chopped up cucumbers, chopped up celery in the fridge, I am more likely to eat that than if I don't have any of that. It's so much easier to just go into the cupboards and grab some chocolate. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. But um, if, if there are like even chopped up apples or, you know, other things that are very easy to eat on hand, uh, I find that a little bit help, a little bit more helpful because most people snack on junk because it's just so quick. It's so convenient. It's so easy, right? Like having to pre-chop vegetables or cut up fruit, like it takes longer than just, like I said, going into the cupboard and grabbing something, Um, grab something like very quick. So that's what I would say. So, but anyways, you guys, thank you for being here. I answered quite a few questions, but again, the main thing that I really wanted to talk about um in this was get out of your mind get into your body you know focus on how you feel forget about the macros and the calories and the number on the scale like how do you feel in your body how do certain foods make you feel like this is all so important yes yeah so if you have so i I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more in my masterclass happening next week on how to control your crazy cravings. But yeah, like anytime I have fruit, I like to have it with some like nuts or some yogurt because it does reduce the spikes in blood sugar because of the protein and or the fat. So yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys have a beautiful, 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 beautiful Friday. It is sun shining here. I am going to go for, I think I'm going to go for a bike ride. I think I'm going to go for a bike ride. Yep. Andrew bought me a bike and he's always like, have you used your bike? And I just keep on going for walks as I like my walks, but Going for a bike ride is not easy. Like my legs are literally on fire after five minutes. (laughs) I'm like, why am I dying? I work out and I'm still dying on this bike. It's challenging, but I'm going to go for a bike ride. And then I'm going to finish watching Love is Blind. There's like a reunion season. I don't know if you guys are into Love is Blind, um, but there's like a, a new episode on Netflix. It's like the reunion or whatever. So I'm so excited to watch it not usually like a TV person. I actually don't even have cable. Um, but love is blind and the bachelor are like my two favorite shows. So I'm excited. We all need a little guilty pleasure in our life. Right. So I'm excited. You guys are so welcome. So thank you for being here. Have an amazing rest of your day, you guys, and we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. Bye.